Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, I've got a real treat for you this week. I am joined by Selma Massoud, who is a principal at SM and Co Solicitors. And we are talking about persuasive communication. And look, if there is one thing that you can work on immediately in terms of building your profile and your personal brand within your company, it is your ability to communicate more clearly and to encourage people around to your way of thinking and to take on and listen to your ideas. And I'm so delighted today because Selma's going to be sharing a few different tips and techniques to help us all become more persuasive in how we communicate. So um, obviously in your profession, you know, you spend a lot of time um, perfecting the art of influence and persuasion. And that's really what we've come together to talk about today, this Mm. idea of persuasive, influential communication. Mm. And I would absolutely love to hear your views and to um, hear your strategies and tips on how you can communicate more effectively to the ladies who are listening. Yes. So many people get extremely anxious about public speaking. Um, We don't always know how to communicate in ways that are engaging, memorable, and that result in action. Um, According to Stanford's strategic communication lecturer, and her name is Lauren Weinstein, if I recall, I mean, she talked about what creates influence in order of importance. So she says passion, knowledge, voice, presence, and content. Um, that is the order that she put it in. So people communicate visually, vocally, and verbally. So my tips, um, you know, for effective communication, and I always remember these, these four things that, that are so useful. So, you know, you lead with warmth. That's the first, first and foremost. So warmth appeals to people's emotions and makers appear likable and trustworthy. Okay. And obviously the second point is convey big and open language. So how you convey your message, it's actually much more important than the content that you deliver. So to, to communicate effectively visually, you always have to focus on your body language, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I always notice that women tend to cross their arms and legs. So that makes you appear a little bit smaller and withdrawn, especially when you're sitting on a panel or you're giving a talk. Mm-hmm. So if you're on stage, take up the space. And you know, if you're <laughs> standing that. in the center of the stage, walk from side to side when, when you're discussing or transitioning from ideas in your talk. Use your body language to convey openness and use expansive gestures to emphasize your points, right? I always tend to cross my um, uh, legs at the ankle. So it means that, you know, and obviously when you're speaking about something important, you can place your hand on your heart. That conveys warmth, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, crossing your legs at the ankle, I mean, people can see that you're confident and also remember to connect 
to the audience, you know. It's all about vocal variety and pace, right? You need to get the delivery off the ground and content is where you want to go. Then you, of course, have to focus on your vocals and your voice. So you need to keep the energy there because people are going to be disinterested if, if, if you're monotone or, or what you're talking about is very mundane. So always give weight to the important points. So it, it attracts the audience to speak to you. And I always use a persuasive kind of framework for content. So for example, um, a problem, an example, and relevance. So always start with a problem and give a story as an example, as an example to bring it to life and then explain why is it relevant. And of course, if you have question and answer sessions, which you always do when you're talking uh, during a presentation or if you're talking on a panel, then the, then the obvious is answer, example, and relevance. So when you're asked, how does your product work? So you use this framework to explain how it works and then you provide a relevant example and then why it should matter to your audience. So I think these are important pointers. I mean, obviously it's different for every profession, but of course being a lawyer, I mean, advocacy is very important. Public speaking, being confident, you know, knowing your case. So knowledge is very important. If you're speaking about a topic and, and if you don't know how to do, how, what, it, what it entails, then you're obviously not going to sound very confident. Right. Hmm. So can I go back to those, um, those pointers? Because I think you've just shared so much interesting content there. Yes. And I would just love to go back to the beginning again and just recap. Yes. So you talked at the beginning there about, um, you know, your starting point should sort of show your passion. And yes. you can do that through the knowledge that you, um, the, the knowledge that you have. Obviously, you need to be knowledgeable to actually stand up and see yes. people. Yes. Um, and you talked also about your, your voice in terms of the vocal variety and the pace and then the content itself. So I'd love to just go back because I thought that was such an interesting exploration of, of the topic. Yes. Um, so with the body language side of things, as a lawyer, how you look yes. at that is you, you kind of start with that warmth. You start with that rapport. Correct. Where you're connecting with your audience and making them sort of trust you. Is that, is that the yes, purpose exactly. of that? Correct. Because, I mean, for example, if you're doing a presentation or even if you're in court, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're there because you have a reason to be and obviously you want to act in the best interest of your client. But it doesn't mean you have to be nasty to the other side, right? Yeah. I mean, I always think that warmth will, will appeal to people. If you're likable and trustworthy, they kind of understand where you where your standpoint is even if even if you're trying to argue your way through a case i mean being warm i mean you don't need to be aggressive i mean people need to like you and the judge needs to like you and you need to be trustworthy otherwise it's not worth it right yeah <laughs> yeah so i always think uh, you know you have to look at it in that way you know doing presentations is completely different than speaking in, in, in public or you're sitting on a panel or you're in court, but it kind of, you can extract the same kind of way to talk to people, the same way you talk to a judge or to your opposition or to an audience. So it's exactly the same. Okay. So with respect, basically, whoever you're talking to. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you kind of come into that and you, 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 um, you enter the sort of space and you try and build that rapport and that trustworthiness. And then you talked about, um, body language and kind of using your body to own the space, whether that's yes. the gestures that you're using, moving from side to side, you mentioned. 
you share Correct. a little bit more about that? So um, you can use your body language to convey openness by using expansive gestures when you're talking, right? Is so that for example, that how you would do that? Correct. So if I'm talking, if I'm if I'm on stage, what I will do is, of course, when you start, when you're giving a talk, you stand in the middle of the stage, right? Mm -hmm. With your feet parallel to each other, legs hip width apart, and your hands flat by your side. Obviously, if you're holding notes or little cards, then then it, it may be a little bit different. But when I when I start to talk, I do move side to side because an audience is not going to sit right in front of you. You've got the audience next to you on your left, right, center, even sometimes at the back. Mm -hmm. So you always have to engage with all sides of the audience. And in order to do that, you need to move around. You need to look back and forth. You need to move side to side. So what I always do, if I want to emphasize something, I always place my hand on my heart because that conveys a sort of warmth during your speech and it, it attracts the audience because they kind of know that this point or this 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 thing you're talking about is so relevant to you and it would be relevant to them and it would be relevant to the topic that's lovely i think that's really um really helpful practical advice that's really really helpful with regards to the kind of vocal variety i couldn't agree more because there's nothing worse sitting through anything whether it's a presentation or a podcast or a, um, anything where somebody is just sort of a monotonal very droll very uninteresting sort of tone of voice and yes i think that tone of voice is such a large part to play in how we communicate they they often say that body language is the biggest i think the statistics are around 55 percent in terms of what people um, sort of uh, take out of communication comes from the body language. Yes, forty percent right. is your tone of voice, and only seven is actually what you're saying. Yes, so exactly. You really so have if to you put, don't the put the energy in it, then no one's going to listen to you. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> so you really need to have that energy you mentioned, and that pace, and the vocal variety to kind of keep people interested and engaged in in what you're talking about. Yes. So the last thing in that space you were just talking about was sort of sharing a problem. And I like mm. that a lot. You sort of share a problem and you connect it with a story to kind of bring that to life and create imagery in people's minds. Yes. And then you look at how that might be relevant to the, the topic. Can you share a little bit more about that? I always kind of use this persuasive framework. I mean, even, even when you're trying to, to, to persuade a judge about your case, mm -hmm. so you always look into your client's problem, right? And you give right. an example of that problem. And why is it relevant? I mean, if you're talking about, let's give an example, a personal injury case. So the problem is my client got hit in a car accident. So the injury is the problem, right? And then you share your examples. So you, you kind of look at case precedents and you give other examples of how people got injured in different car accidents. Right. And then the relevance is what is different? What differentiates this case from the other cases? And if you're doing personal injury, then you're obviously looking at some monetary value. So the relevance is is my client's case more serious than the other cases and why is it different and then you come into the relevance which is quantum which is a numerical value of, of the injury i see so 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 that's how you kind of try and persuade a judge or the audience you know with this kind of framework because if you can share a story it means you have partaken in it in some sort of way 
Yeah, and I think that's right. I think it kind of helps you bring it to life in your mind, right? You can sort of um, dot the I's and cross the T's. Correct, you can, and you can relate to it. it. If you can, you can, if you can share it. a story, you can yeah. relate to it. And obviously you have feelings, right? And emotions that come with it. Yes, and I think that's the, the big piece, isn't it? Is the feelings and the emotive side. Because you can spend life talking in the rational world and talking about how things are. Really how you connect with people and influence them is, is when you start talking about how those things make you feel and react exactly. respond exactly yes i think emotion i mean emotional attraction is is where you will get the audience attention like 100 percent. yes because if it's if it's emotional it means they can feel it as well i'm so grateful to selma coming on the show this week and sharing her perspectives on persuasive communication the thing that's really interesting i think about what selma was talking about today is a lot of those tips in fact all of those tips we're referring to making an emotional connection with your audience, whether your audience is an audience, whether it's a one-to-one -one meeting, whether it's a small group of people. I think that emotional connection and trying to help people feel something and be persuaded in that way is the running theme throughout all of those four tips. She talked about using your body language and body gestures to emphasize your points. She talked about using warmth, connecting you know, what you're saying to your heart and to how you're feeling and to show your passion for something. She talked also about that problem story relevance formula that she shared where you're talking about where they are, you're talking to about sharing an analogy or a story to connect them to where the problem really sits and helping them move through to that solution to create that relevance for them. I thought that was a really interesting technique. I'm going to absolutely research some more on that concept. But I think trying to make a story or a problem seem more relatable through emotional connection is really, really interesting. And something I hadn't really thought about before with persuasion, it's not necessarily what you're saying to people, it's actually how you're making them feel. So that's my big takeout from today's conversation. Thank you so much, Vasalma, for coming, coming on the show. Um, and look, if you're looking for support in your career, we do a lot of work in the world of personal branding and building your credibility and visibility within your company. Obviously, how we communicate the communication skills that we use are part and parcel of building a personal brand that builds trust and credibility with key stakeholders around you. If you're looking to be a more persuasive communicator, if you're looking to talk about the value and the impact that you make with more confidence, if you are talking about positioning yourself within your company as an absolute go-to expert within the company that is an indispensable asset, then I would love you to get in touch with me. Uh, you can get some of our fantastic tips actually by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. In there, you will find the seven habits of female execs who get promoted. It is a wonderful one-stop shop in terms of career positioning and also personal branding strategy to help you take those first steps to build your brand and your credibility within your company. I will see you very soon indeed. We've got another episode coming to you really, really soon. I can't wait. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as we love producing it. And I will see you very, very soon. 